Welcome to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm your host, Larry Mizell Jr. Before getting into the stories, highlighting important tracks from the last 50 years, I wanted to share a discussion with you. I got to sit down with KXP DJs Vitamin D, Gabriel Teodros, and Reverend Dollars to examine the idea that hip hop could be born on a particular day. We talk about the broader story of hip hop's beginnings to kick off the series. Yo, 50 years of hip hop. 50 Years of Hip Hop from Listener Power, KEXP. What's happening, y'all? Thank you for being here. Hey. Hey, what up, Larry? Thank you for joining us. So hip hop is extremely unique in in this sense, in many senses, but in particular in one, in that we trace its birth explicitly to a single event, August 11th at um, the Rec Room at 1520 Sedgwick in the Bronx, Back to school jam thrown by Cool Herc and his sister Cindy. And this was the party where Cool Herc debuted a technique he called the merry-go-round, where he isolated the break of a lot of the popular funk and soul records, you know, and probably a lot more rock records and everything else to have people dance into that. So the never lose momentum. So he's just spinning the breaks. Um, the whole time, instead of playing the whole record. I started out with the dog. Lean back, dance back, clap your hand, stomp your feet. <laughs> that part right there, when the break, boom, I had to come up with Bongo Rock. That's really where we credit the beginning of hip-hop is to that technique, debuting at that party. And I just want to get everybody's take because we've heard about this story. Some of us have talked to the OGs. Some of us have met them. And when we talk about like kind of the creation story, like it's almost got this mythical quality to it. So knowing what we know about music, the age we are, and how it kind of moves through culture and everything, do you fully believe that like, Hip-hop started right there and then. I'm just curious everybody's take. This might be a little controversial. Man, me knowing the way things work with, like you said, the way music circulates through eras, through neighborhoods, through consciousness, no way you can pinpoint it to one thing. You know, you have to um, say the people that created the music that broke down in the first place you got to give James Brown a, a huge nod in hip-hop. I mean, he's one of the people that made dancing to a breakdown in music and going crazy to the break extremely popular. And really, if you ask any original B-Boys, they all say, man, we were just trying to be James Brown. As soon as that breakdown came, that's when it's time to go crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we got it from James. James got it from Preachers and Funk, and, and you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure... You can trace it all the way back to the motherland if you're going to, you know, get technical about it.
I kind of have an issue with the way the story is told, not because I don't believe it didn't happen, but a lot of times the way people tell the story about hip hop's origin, they dis they try I feel like in a way they try to disconnect it from black culture. Yes. And hip hop is absolutely black culture, like every single part of it. You know what I mean? And it does go all the way back to the motherland. You know what I mean? Like from griot traditions to even when I was in Ethiopia, like I was looking for hip hop in Ethiopia. And what I found was an Asmari vet, which was an underground music club where people were dancing and the dance looks like popping and locking and they were freestyling and they were battling. And but it was traditional Ethiopian types of poetry and they're singing and and the people that make up the Asmaris are the outcasts of that society. They're they're you know what I'm saying? Like they're it's the place where the most like subversive like political content is allowed to exist. Like everything that I understand to be beautiful about hip hop exists there in in that culture, you know? And that's one country. Somalia has is is a nation of poets that has a history of when tribes would meet up and go to war with each other before a single anything was thrown they would send the poets to the front lines and the poets would duke it out with words and a lot of times the whole conflict would be settled by which poet killed it the hardest you know so <laughs> this is african culture it's black culture it's black genius it's the fact that black people had to survive the Middle Passage, slavery, everything else that continually happens to black people to interrupt their continuity. You know what I'm saying? And hip hop still exists in spite of all that. You know what I'm saying? Like it is black genius. It's not Cool Herc's fault. It's not anybody's fault that helped, that is this black genius. But I feel like when people say hip hop is this one thing, it fits inside this one box. It has these four little elements and it's universal, that because that's the other part they say. Mm. You can learn it. You learn these elements. It's universal. It's for everyone. And then they take it. And that's the part that I have an issue with. Deep. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and, and beyond, you know, like, all the way going back to Africa, like you were talking about, Gabe, and like, you know, the more immediate roots and the James Brown, like you were talking about, by the, you know, also like the currents of street DJ culture in New York City were already leading up to that. You know, going back to the late 60s, the earlier 70s, you had DJs like Grandmaster Flowers, who uh, opened for James Brown at Yankee Stadium in 1969 and Grandmaster Flash took his name from him. Disco King Mario, who uh, mentored Africa Bambala. DJ Plummer, DJ Hollywood, who was the first uh, rhyme and rhythm over records. Pete DJ Jones, who was uh, spinning breaks before Cool Herc. But what Cool Herc did that no one had done before he made spinning the brakes the center of his sound. Like other DJs had done it before him, but it was just a tool in their arsenal. It wasn't the whole focus. So, so when you have that, you know, that party in August 73, 
you know, that's taken everything that was happening in New York DJ culture and catalyzing it. So, you know, it, it all comes together at that point. Right. And that's such a good point, and it goes back to Gabriel's point about these things. I want to break up the continuity of the original innovation of black genius. It comes from the motherland. They they split it up, or that's how it works a lot of times. These things get split up, they get labeled, and they can all kind of individually get kind of uh, subsumed and taken over. Um, because we even do that when we talk about the the, the, the the beginnings of hip-hop and how it's like split from disco. And disco has its own challenges along these lines, right, that we think about and how people have interrupted that narrative and everything. So, yeah, when you're talking about all these this, – this is a whole trajectory that we, that we get to own as, as a whole continuum. And I feel like there are many ways in which hip-hop's – mythical beginnings and, and its con- conception as this, uh, the, the four elements and everything, it, it, it's a product. You know what I mean? They got packaged at a certain point and is used to kind of like take over and universalize something and kind of take it away from its roots in a lot of ways. And none of this is to take away from Cool Herc at exactly. all because... That's a mammoth undertaking, and he himself is a technical innovator. When you come to talk about sound system and him, his bringing his Jamaican sound system firsthand knowledge and experience to bear, but I think it is something that's worth examining. I always think it's something worth examining when we when we have like a story of how something happened, because we've heard the story of how a lot of things happen, and I think as we've gotten older, we've come to see that maybe it's a little more complex than that. So I think this is a really valuable conversation. And I appreciate you all weighing in on it. This is something that has enriched all of our lives here. And um, I mean, uncounted millions of people and will continue to shape global culture. So we're going to continue to talk about it, you know, all year. Thank you all for being here for it. For sure. Thank you. Appreciate y'all, man. To the for next sure. one. Appreciate you. I've been speaking with KEXP DJs, Gabriel Teodros. Reverend Dollars and Vitamin D for our new series, 50 Years of Hip Hop. It's available as a new podcast that will drop each Wednesday. Thank you all again.